everybody and welcome back to another episode of watching the boxes fantasy basketball podcast hosted by hashtag basketball.com your home for the very best fancy tools and analysis on the entire internet go check them out hashtag basketball.com i am your host mike katrin and yes once again it is time for a mock draft if you're not doing a bunch of mock drafts in the uh in your in the september time frame i would um highly recommend you doing some mock drafts in the october time frame uh because your draft day is probably coming up a lot quicker than you believe it is this will be my first mock draft since the dame trade um if you were privy to the uh tiers and plateaus podcast that we did uh a little bit earlier I would highly recommend going and listening to that because that does give our philosophy of how we like to value players. We don't rank players. We value them and we don't punt from the get go. Uh, I had Dame kind of outside of my top tiers, uh, LaMelo in my top tier. I kind of switched those around because now Dame has landed in a spot. I think Dame is going to be fantastic. In Milwaukee, I think a lot of people are going to go, oh, no, uh, Giannis and Middleton are going to eat up his touches. No, they're not. Dame Willard is going to be absolutely domination on a team where he can run pick and rolls with Brooke Lopez, Giannis, uh, and have Middleton standing around in the corner. If anything, it hurts Middleton's maybe overall usage, but Middleton was going down at 84 anyway and it i think middleton quite frankly he's a top 50 player and with defenses having to focus on dame and Giannis, middleton's gonna have a, a little bit more free reign out there he might get less usage but his his uh i think his total shooting percentage um and like his efficiencies will go up so less users, more efficiencies kind of keeps him around that 50s uh, spot. He's still going 84. I think a lot of people are going to start. You're going to see his ADP starting to drop from 84 down. I, at least that's what I predict. I'm going to keep an eye on that. But this will be my first attempt at a uh, not just a draft after Dame, but a deeper mock draft. We're doing 14 deep in this draft here. I'm picking number nine. I'm actually hoping to get. Dame with the number nine pick. I'm going to see how that flies. Uh, I'm still trying to hone in on like, where does the, where do I think it's eight, right? I think it's eight. There's eight guaranteed quality, quality players in my opinion. And then nine is when things start to get weird. You got to pick between Giannis, KD, Kyrie, LaMelo, AD, etc. And I think nine is where you could get lucky to get someone fall to you or you're going to get unlucky with a Kyrie KD Giannis. You're going to have to make your pick. And I, I think I like the odds of getting lucky with like a Tatum or a Dame floating down to me at pick number nine, 14 team league, very deep. So I might not, well, you know what? I'll probably go all the way through it. I was going to say, I might not do the whole draft. Why would I not do the whole draft? Uh, that doesn't make any sense. I should just do the whole draft. Number one, start with a, an existing ranking that's out there, whether it be hashtag basketball.com 
or wherever else you uh, there's plenty of great resources out there wherever else you happen to go or we have lots of good friends all over the place um sports ethos basketball monster pick what pick your pony start with a ranking but don't just go off the rankings this is why we really ask you to tier have your top tiers break them out if you take SGA or Doncic or Embiid or Tyrese Halliburton with the number two pick, are you really, is that really a problem? Not really. So I would put them all in one tier, which is what I've done. Um, if you take Curry, Dame, or Tatum, like with the fifth, sixth, or seventh pick, is that a, is that, is that a problem? No. Take whichever one floats your boat, right? And do those tiers for like your top, I guess, 40 41, 42, whatever, whatever you have in your top tiers. I call it, I'm calling it this year, the Jalen Brown line, because even last year, Jalen Brown was kind of the, the marker. Jalen Brown is either the best worst player or the worst best player. I'm going to say he's the worst best player. He is a tiered player, but he's at the bottom of the bottom tier, which still means he's a top 40 some player. After, you know, 41, 42, 43, the value, the Z score, whatever you whatever you want to call it, starts to plateau out. And all of these players from about 45 to 75 are all relatively close in value. Like the difference between 70 and 50 is probably the difference between 11 and 7 at the top of the draft. And that's just how exponentially much greater these players are here at the top of the draft. So we're about to get started. Number one, set your queue. Chances are ESPN or Yahoo or wherever you're drafting is not going to have the the players ranked in the way that you value them, right? So I'm I know I'm gonna get someone dropping to me at nine, at least I hope. So I'm gonna set my queue. I'm gonna hope Tyrese or Tatum. Uh, or Shea Gildress falls to me, or maybe a Steph Curry or Dame Lillard. I think if I don't get any of my my particular top eight, then I'm going to um, I'm going to focus on Kevin Durant because I think he's got the highest upside. Kevin Durant or K- oh, man or KD, I'm not sure. I'm I, I'm really not sure who I'm going to try to get there. I really feel like we're seeing the. I guess not rankings, but like the the vibe around uh, the different experts that everybody listens to um, and the consensus within the ADPs start to see. You're starting to see that variance level out. You're getting more and more people in these uh, mock drafts, which is fantastic. Uh, you love to see it. And I think I usually look at Yahoo's ADP as like kind of like the vibe of the general fantasy basketball, I don't know, universe ecosystem, uh, kind of like what I think n- normal, but like if you're still, if you're doing mock drafts at this time, you're kind of a fantasy basketball head. You're not like a, you're not like a casual, you're, you're kind of in it, right? If you're listening to this podcast and you're doing mock drafts in September for fantasy basketball, you're kind of in it. Like you're kind of, like you're kind of above casual level. So this is what I would say is like the above casual level consensus as we approach with preseason. Of course, there's going to be players that we're all keeping an eye on. Um, 
everybody's probably going to be keeping an eye on the Raptors with their situation, whether they're trying to rebuild for next year. Drew Holiday is probably not going to stay in Portland. Sounds like Jeremy Grant is on the block as well in Portland. So Portland becomes a very interesting team with a lot of young talent and who could have even more young talent. Sometimes just opportunity is like the best value. Some of those young guys on Portland might end up being starters. Some of those bench guys and might be playing 30 some minutes a night and they might not be, you know, great NBA players, but 30 some minutes a night by any NBA player is almost like 90% of the time worth rostering. Like it's, it really is not like you, you want to pay attention to those fringe teams because more often than not, those, uh, those fringe teams have the waiver wire value that a, uh, that a regular league is good where you're going to like get that edge, right? Like one of my biggest rules is play the waiver wires fat waiver wires fast and hard. Like right when the season starts, don't panic with whatever your team's set up as do not panic in those first two weeks. Do not make any hasty trades. Really don't make any hasty like anybody in the top 80. You shouldn't be touching. Just leave them there. Let them settle. If if uh if your third round pick, if Devin Booker's shooting like 32% for the first two weeks, that sucks. But it's Devin Booker. Stop freaking out. People are gonna send you trades. Be like, hey, uh, just give me uh, here's Jalen Brunson. He's playing really well. Give me Devin Booker. Don't do it. Do not take that trade. They are trying to trick you. Do not panic. But always leave your draft. With a bunch of like guys at the end of your draft that you don't mind just dropping because you should be streaming. Number one in a head to head, you should be streaming and should have room to go get somebody who's we didn't see coming. Whoever that person could be, whether it's playing time or whether it's just a, a young player who we didn't expect to take a leap immediately or just a hot hand. Right. Go get the hot hand. Take a flyer on a waiver wire with a hot hand. Then let's say they flat like. Pan, like they they're they flame out in like three weeks all right well you just got a guy for like two weeks who was playing at a top 75 top 50 level maybe and now they're back to like 180 all right well then drop them and move on all right so you're still getting that value and that's that's my advice we're about to start here Jokic went number one of course uh, Embiid went two Dame went three which is like insulting because I was just trying to get I was just trying to get Dame on my team um and that just didn't happen SGA, Doncic, Tatum, Halliburton, Curry. Who's missing? Oh, man. They took my top eight. So I said I would go Kevin Durant. Um, I'm in between Kevin Durant and Kyrie at this pick. I'm going to go Kevin Durant this time. And this is why this is why they're in a tier together with Giannis, Durant, and Kyrie. I don't know which one of those guys I'd rather have. I don't know which one of those guys I trust, but all three of them, especially Kyrie and KD, can be like absolutely top 10 players, first round players, incredible players when they play. So do you want to go point guard or do you want to go kind of all around super efficient, big guy, KD, not like a not like a true big or do you want to go, tr you know, big, big with Giannis? And I think there is a lack of forwards 
in the middle rounds and in the later rounds that bring quality to your team. You could go with Ingram or Randall or whatever, but getting like a super quality forward at this space is something I want to do. It's back to me at 20. Let's see. Kyrie went off the board. Of course, AD, uh, LaMelo, Booker, Sabonis, Edwards, Trey. That means I'm up. Ooh, I could go double Jaron Jackson. Yeah, I'm going to go Jaron Jackson because he is. See, I'm I'm kind of prepared because he's on my list. I have my tiers. I've set up my queue, right? I'm actually prepared for this um, 14 team head to head uh, nine cat draft. Triple J. So now I'm sitting here with Kevin Durant and Triple J. Got a really efficient score. Um, both of them are really efficient scorers, actually. And obviously, Triple J probably going to be usage is probably going to be a little bit up with uh, John Morant out. And on top of that, right? I I think Jared like Jared like Jared Jackson is going to have like a little bit of a bump, but like you're set with blocks. And our like efficiency is off the charts. We got good threes for having just for having two forwards. We have good threes. Um, Jaron Jackson's points are kind of like not what I want in my second round player, but like his overall across the board value is what I'm going for because I don't like to punt anything. And I really don't like to try to like ignore, which is like just our terminology for punting the percentages and the turnovers, because to me, those are easy wins. If you focus on not blowing your free throws away, blowing your field goals away, and you kind of value those things when you're drafting, I think it gives you an edge. It gives you a three category edge. If you care about field goals, field goal or free throws and, and turnovers, if you care about that, you have three category edge, you got to win five. So that's just two more. Eight out of ten times you're winning the, the percentages. That's two. You got to win three. You should be able to win three. If you do it right, you should be able to win three. I like to be able to beat any team and not specialize where I can beat most teams, but not that team that's kind of better at me than the things that I was already going for. Usually someone who's punting the exact same things I was already punting. So um, let's go look at the draft results right now so I can prepare for my next pick because it is coming up. Sabonis, Edwards, Trey, Donovan Mitchell. And this is a this is a deeper draft, so you're not gonna get the same players um, you know, in the third round that you normally get. Mikel Bridges, Fred Vinfleet. I don't all these are really good picks. Butler, George, Paul George, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Larry Marketin. All right, cool. Larry Market at 29, DeJounte Murray at 30. So let's go see who is available. I really like Pascal Siakam. LeBron James is still out there. Um, I know he's old and I got some, you know, Durant's already old and questionable. So I might not focus on LeBron. I'd like to get some like quality points here. Don't tell me I'm going to end up with Jalen Brown. Um, I'd like to get some quality points here. I don't have a guard yet. So Darius Garland is maybe someone I might target. DeMar DeRozan is still out there. I know Zach Levine is undervalued on Yahoo. So I'm going to probably try to get him in the fourth round hopefully uh, a lot of guys just went off the board garland lebron P pascal siakam Cade cunningham damn all the guys that i really wanted just came off the board so i could lean into like blocks and get like miles turner and just like corner the market but um 
I don't love any of these players that are out here. I think I can get Zach Levine with my fourth round pick. I want points. So maybe I will go DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, I'm going to go DeMar DeRozan. You got the points. My threes are now lacking, but I think I can get threes later in the draft. And I'm going to go for Zach Levine here with the um, 48th pick in the draft if if he can get back to me. So don't have any point guards yet because Garland went off the board there. And I don't feel like at, you know, pick 37, I want to reach for Jalen Brunson. Um, Really, I don't want to reach for Jamal Murray either. Like, that's just too soon. There's still, like, quality players on the board. Uh, Zach Levine was still on the board. DeMar DeRozan, I went with DeMar. Zach Levine's still on the board. It's coming up to my pick here at 48, so I'm hoping he gets to me. If not, I might go a scoring point guard like De'Aaron Fox. Jordan Poole is out there. I do kind of like Jordan Poole a bit. I think Jalen Brown did go off the board, didn't he? Jalen Brown, where did you go, Jalen? Yeah, Jalen Brown went 31st, ahead of Garland, ahead of LeBron James, ahead of Pascal Siakam. So, you know, in a deeper draft, the ninth pick is not shaping out to be one of my favorite picks. It's not in those, like, areas where you kind of get like good players dropping to you it seems but there's still a lot of good players out there um in the deeper league you're gonna have to make some reaches especially here in the fourth and fifth uh rounds because players are not gonna come back to you so like go go with your gut go with the player that you truly want that fits your team instead of whoever's kind of around in the adp or the rankings that you're looking in front of Tyrus Maxey is someone I, I I really like this season, but Zach Levine's still out there. And Zach Levine is probably one of the last great scorers on the board. And I'm okay with that. Because I already got Jaron Jackson, Kevin Durant, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. That's a pretty solid start, but it's a very guard, um, like no guard start, right? I uh, can't say that I'm uh, leading in uh assists for sure my field goal percentage is very very good because all of those guys get great field goal percentages great free throw percentages Uh, i'm probably in the middle of the pack with three pointers but with points i'm definitely near the top rebounds middle of the pack assists very very lacking steals probably lacking but blocks i'm up there so at this point in the draft you can either address your weaknesses or lean into your strengths. And I'm going to see who's coming up here on um, pick 65. We're actually moving pretty quick here. Albert Sagoon, Jalen Williams is still available. Uh, Chris Middleton, of course. Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez blocks threes. I kind of like that. I kind of like that, Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez's ADP is 60. He might get to me at 65. Yahoo's got him ranked at 71. Is it worth trying to risk him falling to me at 76? Maybe. Just maybe. Josh Giddy's probably the best guard left here. And I kind of would like to have a point guard at some point. <laughs> so uh, I don't, you know, Giddy does not have point guard eligibility, though. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, you know, whatever. Of course, Segun. Franz Wagner goes off the board. Another guy. Oh, Bradley Beal, too. He went off the board. That would have been a nice 
actually a very good pickup at 65. Jalen Williams goes off the board. Zion. Josh Giddy, of course, goes right off the board. Man, I'm getting sniped out here. Someone must be uh someone must be paying attention. We are we are flying through here. Well, I guess I'm gonna be going Chris Middleton at 65. Like, I'm fine with that. Like I he might have been able to fall to ah dang it. They took Brooke Lopez right after it. Someone's listening to this, I bet. Um that's not possible. Like I'm not live streaming this. But Chris Middleton or Brooke I was between Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez based on who was left. I like Chris Middleton quite a bit. He's a really efficient player. My team's like super efficient. Like it's very very efficient. It's a really unorthodox build, but like I'm probably gonna win most free throws. I'm gonna win field goals. I'm probably gonna be up there on turnovers. I'm really going the anti-normal punt strategy here. So, but I need to focus on something that I can get, whether that's blocks, rebounds, uh, and points. So I'm good. I think I'm gonna do blocks, rebounds, and points here. Because I think my prospects for point guards is pretty low at this point. CJ McCollum's still around. CJ at um, pick 76 is a little high. It was a little high, but I got I got CJ in the in the 86, 87 range. So that was a little high, but I, I kind of needed his particular skill set. Uh, leaning into points, getting the threes, getting a point guard uh, off the board because it was either going to be him or like Markel Fultz, which who I like, but um, I guess I could have went John Morant with a late pick, but I, I, that doesn't interest me. I don't want a guy sitting on the bench for twenty five games. Like it's it's not that's not my uh, favorite thing to do. We are down here in the in the eighties and uh, almost seventh round. Capella Rogier. Uh, Trey uh, Jones just or no, Tyus Jones just goes off the board. That makes more sense to go at seventy nine. Michael Porter Jr. still out there. I don't hate him. Let's see who is still out there. Miles Bridges is still out there. I'm gonna probably take Miles Bridges. Um, if he gets back to me, uh, I really like Zach Collins. I'm hoping maybe I can do a Miles Bridges Zach Collins. Of course, Fultz goes right off the board. Uh, Kongwu is still out there. Scoot Henderson is still out there. Ooh, that could be a tricky. That could be a nice little late pick that uh, does me well in the point guard um, and points region. So uh, I kind of like that. I would like some more blocks here. Daniel Gafford is still out there. He would be a good block guy. I don't like Mitchell Robinson. I don't think I'll ever draft him or have him in any of my leagues. Um, I'm really trying to focus on points and and rebounds. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. is out there. Jalen Duran is still out there. Of course, Daniel Gaffer goes right off the board. Of course. Um, pick 93. I think the one of the last guys out there that has top 50 upside, a top 50 ceiling is Miles Bridges at this point. 93 is a great place to take Miles Bridges. Uh, I'm totally, I love it. I love that pick. Now, the real question is, I'm really going a no point guard build. Because I got CJ McCollum at point. 
do I then go after Zach Collins, one of my favorite, uh, you know, post 100 players, or do I take a chance uh, on the rookie upside of Scoot Henderson with Dame not being in Portland? It's a tough question. Um, there's no right answer here. Once you're past 100, there is no, there is no like, there's some wrong answers, but there's no right answer. Um, I could end up getting shade and sharp with my ninth pick, which would like be taking like a chance on a Portland player. A lot of players. I mean, there's still quite a few players left. Um, I think I want Zach Collins here. I'm hoping he gets to me. Valanchunas goes off the board. Mitch Robinson at 100. A little early for Mitch Robinson. Austin Reeves at 101. That's too high. I think I'm either going to get Wendell Carter or Zach Collins, and I'm going to take Zach Collins if he falls to me. On Congo would be a fun pick here too, but I'd rather have. I personally would rather have Zach Collins. On Congo could break out as well, but I like the efficiencies of Jack, uh, of his Jack Zach Collins. I like what he could bring to the table. Onkongu goes off the board, so that makes my decision for me. Zach Collins. Excellent. I do not expect Scoot Henderson to get back to me at 121, and there he goes right off the board at one, um, 109. Nurkic is still out there if I really wanted to center, but I don't. Let's see. Keegan Murray, Shaden Sharp. Those are kind of like guys I, I don't mind taking a flyer on. And this is a deeper league. So like we're still only in the ninth round. Pick 121. Um, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer. Usually in the, like, the last rounds, you want to take a, a few random flyers. But we're still picking our ninth player. So like that's not a it's not a flyer around the ninth round. So you kind of have to value in these deeper leagues. I think you have to value consistency and like predictability over super hype. Like I, I think you got to take some swings, but since I took a swing with the last pick, I might go, well, <clears throat> let's see. Is Shaden Sharp going to get back to me? That's the real question. I know I say I should go swing and then save swing and then safe, but uh, I don't think Shaden Sharp's going to get back to me. I'm going to break my own rule and say, go with the guy you want. I want Shaden Sharp. Like, he's going to be a crazy scorer at you know, pick 121. You're going to get crazy points out of that. And I'm leaning into those points on purpose because my build is basically a no point guard build. So I want the threes. I want the points. My percentages are still really good because they're being propped up by a lot of really high volume players who have great percentages. And my steals are pretty good. If I'm looking, yeah, my, my, my percentages are pretty good. A little above average on th three pointers, above average on points. Rebounds are a little down. Assists are a little down. Steals are good. Blocks are better. Turnovers are actually great. Hmm, <clears throat> it's not a bad team. It's not a great team. I don't. I don't think I would recommend picking the ninth pick in a fourteen team draft. A lot of the players I've wanted have been sniped out from under me. So I, I don't know if I'd recommend. If you get to pick your your turn going for the ninth pick <clears throat> right now, I got I could go with Herb Jones or Kevin Herter. I think I want the points, so I'm going to go with Kevin Herter. And like I said, in a deeper league. You want playing time, you want consistency, you want. Kind of boring players. 
quite frankly. Kevin Herter's ceiling is not very high, but his floor is not very low. And I like that. I like that in a in a in a deeper league because you need to have those consistent players um, out there. And it's good. The waiver wire is going to be harder to find just anyone who plays good minutes. So minutes are really, really important in a deeper league. Uh, I like Kevin Herter as well. Like he's, he's going into his prime. He's a good player. Herb Jones goes off the board right after Kevin Herter. I, I, I swear everybody in here is just sniping every player I like. Let's see. <clears throat> who else is kind of good, kind of boring? I don't want Ben Simmons at all. I do not want Christian Wood. I don't want Christian Wood at all. I think a lot of people are getting a little bit too hard on Christian Wood. Um, that's pun intended. I'm not. Not very interested in Christian Wood. You know who's boring? Harrison Barnes. But he scores. Definitely looking for points at this point. You know who's boring? But who scores? Keldon Johnson. He's boring, but he scores. Who else is boring, but they score? Lou Dort? Dylan Brooks? I think Dylan Brooks is highly underrated this season. It is my go. I'm going to go with the the biggest scorer on the board. I'm leaning into points. All of these guys are going to play. We're in the 11th round. These guys are going to play a significant role on your team. I, I'm going to go with the guy who's going to score, Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson's going to score. My points are looking real good now. <clears throat> Very good. See, field goal, field goal and free throw are hard to keep up. My field goal has gone a little bit down going after the scorers. Uh, rebounds are pretty low. Assists aren't great. Steals are fine. Blocks are good. I might go with one. Let's see. I might go. I got Dylan Brooks in the queue. Is there anyone else hiding down here? In the in the in the very deep trenches of the Yahoo rankings, um, I do not want Brandon Miller. I kind of like Killian Hayes actually, but I don't think I want him. I got. I might go with Dylan Brooks here. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick Jared Vanderbilt maybe. It's probably gonna be Dylan Brooks here. Da, da, da. Alex Crusoe, no. Kamunga, no. Eamon Thompson, maybe. Maybe take a flyer on him later here in the draft. A lot of, a lot of players down here. Oof, man, these deeper leagues are hard to do. It is the last round, though. So I should go with somebody fun, of course. Eamon Thompson goes right off the board. Uh, Might have been a good time to pick him. Really, you can take anybody at this point. It doesn't really matter. It's the last pick of the draft. You kind of want somebody who is going to fail. And, um, well, not fail. That's that's not absolutely not how you should say it. You kind of want somebody that you have hope in, but you're okay with dropping them. It's very different than fail. I have, damn it, Kobe White just went off the board. I was going to say, I have some faith in Kobe White this um this season but there he went right off the board um mason Plumley might be a nice little pick here isaiah jackson it does not matter i'm gonna go with isaiah jackson just to get a, a big in the uh on the team not a bad team not a good team a point guard list team which is hard to do 
And if you're going to do a point guard list team, you're going to need scoring. And that's exactly what I tried to hone in on here. I got CJ McCollum as my point guard, which is like definitely not traditional, but you're getting like 20 plus points and good percentages from CJ. Like his free throw is not that great, but his um, actually his field goal is not that great either. Never mind. His percentages are not that good. I don't know why I said that. I think I was looking at my good friend DeMar DeRozan at number two. Um, DeMar and Zach Levine, that's like 50 points plus a game. Great percentages. And they, they really lift all tides. But you know who li- is the ultimate lifting, lifter, lifting, lifter of tides? Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's efficiency is off the charts and his points are off the charts. So right now, every one of my starters is averaging over 20 a game. Chris Middleton might not average 20 a game, but it's going to be close. Jaron Jackson Jr. might not average 20 a game, but it's going to be close. And they're good percentage guys. So my my points are way, way, way up there. And I'm not like out. I'm not out on rebounds. I'm not out on assists. I'm in the middle of the pack. I'm in the middle of the pack on steals, but probably closer to the bottom. And I'm on closer to the top with blocks. Because, well, because Jaron Jackson's so damn good. Jaron Jackson could be my center. You got Miles Bridges as a forward. You got Keldon Johnson as a utility. You got, this is going to sound boring, but Kevin Herter is a solid 15, like, 4 and 3 with a steal a game. Over and over again, 48.5% over and over and over again. That's boring, but that's 15 points from the bottom of your starters. You might not even need to start them every single game. Because one guy I have a lot of faith in, my other center, Zach Collins. I think Zach Collins is going to be very good. I like his upside when it comes to percentages. Um, As a center who can shoot threes, he'll get solid blocks. This is a weird team. But in a deeper league, I think you want to no one's going to be like great at anything because you have to start these players in the 120s, 140s, 160s. They're going to be starting players on your team. So I would highly recommend focusing on players who you know are going to get minutes like Kevin Herter, like Keldon Johnson, like Dylan Brooks. All three of those dudes are going to be consistent. Like the best players out there on the waiver wire right now. Let's go. I'm going to go projected uh, ranking with stupid Yahoo's projected 23, 24 ranks. Here are the best players available out on the waiver wire right now. And tell me if you'd rather have Dylan Brooks or uh, Keldon Johnson or any one of these dudes. Bull Bull. Killian Hayes. Who I kind of like. Kevin Love, Marvin Bagley, Grady Dick, Jeremy Sochin. Nice upside there, but do you want him or Zach Collins? I want Zach Collins. Matisse Tybalt, Pat Connington, Chris Bouchard, Dante DiVincenzo. Any of these guys sounding really um, fun to have on your team that you have to start, that you literally have to stream in to your team from your bench? 
No. And that's because we're in such a deep league, right? That I want to, instead of taking those reaches and taking those flyers with the high upside at the end of at like 100 and from 100 to like 120, I'm focusing on quality, consistent players with minutes. Looking at, I'm just looking at my my entire team here. Do I have anyone who's a non-starter? My last pick was Isaiah Jackson. He's a non-starter, I think. Maybe. What's Indiana? We haven't talked about Indiana. We need to talk about the Pacers. Um, I think they actually could be an interesting team. Ooh. They also just signed Alfred Payton. That's kind of weird. Uh, breaking news, guys. Pacers signed Alfred Payton. That's, uh, I, I don't think that does anything for anybody. Isaiah Jackson is going to be, I, I, they haven't figured out the Jalen Smith, Isaiah Jackson, um, debacle, right? They've tried to play all those guys and Miles Turner at four and none of them are fours. They got Obi top in there. Maybe that would be interesting. Maybe it won't. They're trying to move Buddy Heald. I know that. Maybe that's why they just pick up Alfred Payton. Maybe TJ McConnell's on the move. Nebahart's a pretty, actually, decent player off the bench. He might be. He might be out there. He, that's a bench guy. I'm kind of like a guy on the waiver wire right now. Benedict Mathurin, probably a. Uh, he might have got drafted actually. So like Isaiah. Okay, my point is Isaiah Jackson is my worst player. He was my last pick, and he's not a starter. Everyone else on my team in a deep league. Other than Shaden Sharp, is a starter. But I, I don't know. I have a little, I have a little faith in in Shaden Sharp, and I think they might they might start Shaden at the three. If they don't start Shaden at the three, they're gonna have him come off the bench, and just like play twenty nine thirty minutes, and just put up points. If they start Tybalt for defense, fine. But like this team's gonna get weird. They're gonna start gutting the team even further, and they're gonna give Shane Sharp minutes. So like that's my second worst minutes player on this team is Shane Sharp, a guy who's gonna come off the bench and get almost thirty at 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 the worst. That's the worst case scenario. Dylan Brooks is a starter. Kellen Johnson is a starter. Miles Bridges, Ooh, is Miles Bridges a starter? We'll find out. I think he will be by uh, pretty quickly into the season. I think Miles Bridges is going to start. Zach Collins has been said he's going to start. Everybody else is quality. Everybody else is high quality. They're getting tons of minutes. So deeper league, focus on minutes, focus on stats, like consistent stats. I got Keldon Johnson super late in this draft. That's 20 points with like a plus 120 pick. That's crazy. Uh, Focus. I mean, seriously, focus on points and guys who are going to play. I think that's it for the deep mock draft. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like the show, please rate and review us. Follow me on Watch the Boxes on Twitter at Watch the Boxes. There it is. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. Tell Tyler what's up. We are going to continue with our Who Do I Draft series once we get some time to record. And uh, we appreciate all you listeners. You're the best. We'll see you next time.